and we are live once again for episode 2 of the tennis galaxy podcast uh, i am your host prasad bhutkar joining me are the two very special die hard fans again from the united states rajke and prakash hi guys how are you doing how has your week been so far enjoying the french open of course hi, it's prasad. the first grand slam uh, of uh, it's it's a second grand slam but it's first grand slam of summer it's a great time to be a tennis fan you know with the double french open and wimbledon so yeah enjoying the start of the clay and grass grand slam season prakash how how about you hi prasad yeah definitely you know uh this like starts the summer you know and uh, we got this sets the tone for the other two grand slams so definitely very excited and it's been a pretty good week you know with uh, all the top players getting to the quarter finals with you know you have we yeah we had the top 8 seeds in the quarter yeah, finals yeah and we had our predictions and stuff in the first uh, episode some of them uh, went some of them were correct some of them i think all of them went i think we were just close enough isn't it we uh, predicted sit se pass federer but wow it's wawrinka i think del potro was supposed to be knocked out in the very first or second round but he's got to the fourth round Anyway that's fun and yeah. we'll be talking about all the the first four rounds and to structure the podcast a little bit and what I have received in my feedbacks let's go player by player isn't it we are through to the quarter finals uh, rajke right. can you give our listeners what the quarter final lineup looks like looks like all the eight players okay so uh, we have djokovic against zverev mm. and then we have thiem against Hatsunov. Hmm. We have Nadal against Nishikori. And then to complete things, we have Federer against Wawrinka. And all this was battle there. Yep. Yep. Susan Langen and Nina, uh, memories of 2015. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the lineup you heard, guys. And uh, uh, the, the eight players that have made it to the French Open, we'll be talking about their first four rounds now. starting with the world number 1 years when rajke gets all excited about uh, the podcast he is for the entire episode but rajke all over <laughs> to you <laughs> starting with jokovic and his performances so far what have you made of them so far compared so to very, the atp yeah it's a very interesting uh, slam this for jokovic because jokovic normally has a habit or a tendency to play not his best in the earlier rounds of slams and then raise his level we saw that in australia for example when he was so wonderful against nadal in the final and also in the semi final as well but here we have a djokovic who has been playing very well since round 1 in the last match against straff absolutely fantastic 636262 and in, in the post match interview djokovic was saying that that's perhaps as good as he can play So now the question is this is the guy who always raises his level is he going to raise his level and become untouchable or is this going to be an aberration or hmm. is there going to be a fall in his level so that's that's what struck me the most about jokovic's performances so far perfect perfect prakash uh, you are known for the numbers what have you made yeah. so far from jokovic's first four rounds is so, there something uh, I mean, yeah yeah is uh been in tremendous form jokovic has been uh, hasn't dropped a set i think him and federer both have not dropped a set yet yeah and, uh, almost very close but haven't uh, federer was very close but hasn't yet right and uh, one thing to note is also that we thought i think jokovic's path was going to be much tougher than this hmm. and if you look at it 
I think we had a query, Simon, and uh, uh, who's the fourth round? George, was, George, uh, was, uh, George was yeah. a guy, and none of them he had to face. So, but of course, that doesn't take anything away from you know his uh, his form, which is perhaps right now. I think so far, right? If you had to pick, he's been the guy in the best form. But also, I think going ahead, I think his draw looks the toughest because he'll have to play Zverev and then uh, Thiem, and then of course, winner of Federer Nadal. So, Very well, yeah, Zverev and then Thiem, and then the winner of Federer Nadal. So, so yes, yes. but and 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 uh, uh, Rashke, do you think the levels have been raised? I mean, we saw, uh, we we know what Djokovic did and what is what he is capable of. How do you think the levels have been raised? So it's a bit difficult to say honestly with his opponents, right? I mean, he's playing fantastically well, but we, he still hasn't been tested so far, mm. and it's going to be so. His level doesn't need to be raised much, honestly, for him to win the French Open. As he said, he can't play much better than this. But the point is, his huh. opponent levels—they're going—they're de- going to definitely be raised. And how does that affect his level? For example, if you're going to play against Thiem and Nadal, right? You may be playing your best game, but those guys are going to react, and then you have to react to them, right? That's the great thing about the sport. There's an interplay, there's a matchup issue that happens between matches. So it's difficult to say because this really he hasn't faced anybody so far. I'm not sure that that's, that's a great thing. He's done all what right. Good, to be honest. All right, and yeah, and and so so Djokovic has Zverev in sights, and then he waits for maybe possibly a Thiem matchup in. The next round, and then going on to face Nadal or Federer in the final, and right. that draws our attention to the second uh, world-ranked number two player in the world, Rafael Nadal. And uh, Rafael Nadal's draw, we all discussed how it was in the first episode. Um, I think everyone agrees to the fact that he had a easy draw. But uh, <laughs> let's uh, make of what his journey has been so far in the French Open, Prakash, starting with you. Um, how has uh, Nadal fared? And he dropped a set, isn't it, to Goffin? Uh, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I think yeah. So just like how we thought, I think Djokovic's draw was going to be tough. We thought you know Nadal had the easiest draw, which I think. But I mean, he did. But I mean, relatively, if you look at it, I think he had the toughest third round match, the big hmm. three, hmm. with uh, Goffin, and uh, obviously that. Shows in the fact that he dropped a set, hmm, and hmm. Uh, but apart from that, of course, he's been uh, spotless and uh, yeah, and, and I think I, the yeah the only one of the top three to drop a set, but uh, a as, set. as you as we know that 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 matchup was a tough one, right? And, uh, I think that was the toughest match the big four big three had this week was had to be uh, Goffin. No? He was the best player I think they had faced, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, he seems to be where he needs to be because, as they say, you know, you may not be able to win the slam in the first uh, week, but you can certainly lose it. Huh. And he hasn't lost it, so he's still there hmm. and is hmm. ready, for, I guess, for the last three rounds. Hmm. Uh, Rashke, yeah. surprisingly, no bagels uh, this time <laughs> for Nadal's opponents. If you look at. Uh, Halfman in the first round, just seven, six games dropped by him, but it was six two, six one, six three. Then Madden six one, six two, six four. So the bagels haven't come this French Open in the first week for Nadal, isn't it? I mean, he's a player who will just go on a rampage, six nil, six one, six two, hardly dropping three or four games in against the qualifiers, I suppose. 
um how have you what have you made of his performances from the first four rounds so nadal hasn't played his best according to me but hey this is nadal i mean if he plays his best we may as well stop watching because it's going to be a demolition <laughs> you know so he's been good enough to win and again a bit like djokovic he hasn't really faced an absolute top quality player but again this is just four rounds hmm. david goffin took a set of him which was a bit of a surprise to me because goffin himself hasn't really been in that great a form of course a former top 10 player but he's ranked 27th he's seen yeah yeah 7th in the tournament hmm. and one thing i have to say and prakash i'm keen to hear what you think about this this scheduling of roland garros to me it's it's just completely disastrous you know you have nishikori here he's played two yeah. five setters in a row and because of the scheduling he had to play today and he's going to play tomorrow as well against nadal i mean is that fair you need you need all help when you play nadal and you definitely don't want to play two you know days in a row and that makes nadal's job easier you know so i think nadal's going to definitely be in the semi final i just can't see nishikori beating him so i think his level is enough to probably for the semi final and i think probably for the final as well so mm. that's mm. So yeah Prakash what I what are you what are your thoughts on it he said like he's keen to hear from you right uh, the scheduling yeah i mean it's always been an issue i guess like you know uh, with uh, all of the grand slams you can say they'll yeah, especially with the uh, french open i think they don't have the roof so it's mm. more, they're mm. going to get one next year mm. and the lights But, uh, too you know lights mm-hmm. like right right so uh, hopefully that will help but right now of course i think but then also i think you got to say you know nishiko did not do himself favor by you know playing a five setter i mean i know it's not in his hands entirely but i think you know part mm. of the thing is also that he couldn't finish it you know in a straight mm. sets or like you know the it, you can uh, say that you no know, it's not like it's not like he played a three set match and had to play in you know, over two days right that's so, true but the point is unless so, you play straight set you know you can't even you can't even play four sets so and these are round four matches right so benoa pair his opponent true. was not really uh, very often true, yeah they could have yeah they could have done uh, i think they could have put them on uh, philip chatrier right uh, today when their fourth round match you know, instead of waiting for wawrinka and sitsipas to finish hmm Uh, I think their match started after that, so instead they could have moved them. But then there's a French player. I think there's a match going on in Philip Chatrier. Mm-hmm. Chatrier. All, so, yeah. They really should use more, uh, you know, quotes for this. And it almost happened again. Like uh, Del Potro, right. has, you know, luckily finished in four. Otherwise, mm, right. Katano would have had to probably play tomorrow right. and then the oh, day yeah. after. Oh yeah, exactly. And yeah, I was, I, yeah, we were speaking about recording an episode today, like right now, morning, the Indian Standard Time, six a.m. And normally, the last week has seen the the final game suspended and taken into the next day. So uh, I was chat, chatting with Prakash. I was telling him, hopefully, we have all the eight quarter finalists before we do around uh, the the second episode of the podcast. And luckily, we have. and that finished in four but uh, let's move on now to the the big man from swiss from switzerland and uh, he is none other than roger federer so that's where prakash starts his uh, analysis and uh, his take on how federer's tournament has been surprisingly because he was potentially uh, touted to face uh, schwartzman 
who was taken right. out so we had all our we had all our predictions going down the drain but but anyway you know, back in swatsman swatsman yeah but yeah but many of it, but many of our but uh, many there were many surprises isn't it i mean swatsman uh, was supposed to be there but he wasn't and right. um, surprisingly uh, rude put up a good fight there in that game i mean i was nervous i could not move from my uh, spot i was uh, glued to it i was glued to my phone and uh, not missing a single moment of that game what have you made of federer's performances so far in the first four rounds yeah so federer yeah i think we again the draw kind of uh, opened up with uh, schwartzman and gulbis not getting where we thought we would but uh, <laughs> where we thought they could but uh, but as i said the root match i think was a pretty good test and i uh, know it basically <laughs> i would say it's a good match to have that kind of a match you need hmm. you know hmm. to hmm. kind of uh, uh, help you be ready for the bigger matches but i guess you know for the, all the big players basically the tournament really starts right now this is yep. right, you know these last three matches yeah that is all what it is all about you know because as i said you know you could lose it in the first week but you know we can only i mean win it in the second week so this is now where they all want to be and uh, i think federer will particularly will be happy that he hasn't dropped a set and, and uh, you know to look at look at his uh, look at the numbers there soneho 6264648 otta 646364 the only tie break he played was against rude which uh, uh, which rude was both of them uh, were quite impressive their rude was quite impressive only for a double fault there towards the end right. to hand him right. match points and then serve out the the match and then the mayer game i thought would be a bit more competitive but that uh, went in a flash 626363 there are some records that federer yeah. accomplished uh, this week prakash can you share those with us yeah definitely i mean always as always right federer and uh, these guys <laughs> when they step on the court they do put up uh, these stats but yeah so federer is uh, made uh, the quarter final of the uh, french open for the 12th time and uh, he tied at that time uh, the most quarter finals at uh, french open which is already shared by nadal and djokovic but then of course now those two guys have uh, now 13 because those two <laughs> guys are back in the, and uh, djokovic in, uh, in particular is now uh, like on a, done something he's the first player to have 10 yeah. consecutive quarter finals at uh, yes yes yeah and uh, yeah and uh, i mean they have a also that he is a 25 match uh, win streak in the grand slams which is the first player to have like three separate win streaks of 25 hmm. and uh, of course he is got now is also tight uh, nadal for the most quarter finals at french open with 13 and nadal himself has now 13 uh, quarter finals at french open and uh, he also gets 90 match wins and hmm. at the you know french open which uh, puts him in like only four players have you know on the atp tour had 90 or more wins at a single slam uh, so federer has that at australian open and wimbledon 97 and yeah 97 95 and uh, connors has uh, at the us open has the most wins for a particular player at one single slam with mm. 98 Mm. and now nadal is like you know the french open is the first player to be 
getting the 90 wins 90 90 yes yes so, how behind are djokovic and federer they are very far behind uh, any i believe uh, federer is at 69 wins yeah and uh, and i think djokovic is right behind him with 68 so that there, there are still a couple more couple, more than 2 3 slab french open still to play to get to 90 <laughs> even if you uh, win all those right so so nadal so, so 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 the record belongs to nadal then for a long long time then and oh, yeah, uh, definitely you know as yeah, we expect yep yep so jokovic uh, rajke 10 pl- 10 consecutive uh, quarter finals at the french open no, not even nadal could do it we could thank soderling later <laughs> <laughs> but soderling and also in 2016 uh, he withdrew from the tournament because of an injury mm-hmm. right? so there is that as well so Uh, so yeah so all in all a good week for the top 3 uh, apart yes. from rafa who dropped the set because he potentially had the toughest match of match up of all the uh, top 3 he uh, all the, the the bottom line is all of these are in the the quarter finals and uh, let's quickly go to the opponents now before we uh, speak about anyone else uh, rajke stan wawrinka uh, in there the 2015 french open champion we have some memories of him knocking out federer in 2015 on the same court which they are about to play today what have uh-huh. you made of stan wawrinka's uh, french open do you so, see him as an do you see him as a dark horse there coming uh, out of nowhere and uh, going away with the the big slam because he had a classic with sitsapas in the last round well actually because of that i think it's less likely that he goes away with the slam right because remember this is a guy who's just played a five hour match Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then now his draw is Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Mm-hmm. If he can do that, this could potentially be the greatest Grand Slam victory of all time. I don't think yeah. anyone's ever beaten the three big three back mm-hmm. to back to mm-hmm. win a Slam, and that too coming back to the tour from an injury and then yep. having had a five-hour match just before. Yep, I'm the biggest. I am big Stan Stan fan. Let's not mm-hmm. say the biggest because there may be even bigger fans than me, but I think this is beyond him. what what do you feel prakash hmm uh yeah definitely you know definitely it's a very tall lineup that he's faced again and if you look at it he's already beat in city uh, pass and uh dimitrov as well dimitrov and uh, the player before him too uh, was it garin garin, it? garin right yeah garin is also garin, yeah. yeah who's like he's had a pretty good clay season so i mean if you look at it that would be Oh yeah, I mean it would be a terrific achievement if he can now run this through, you know, and especially beating uh, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic like hmm. it's projected to be. Hmm. Maybe he might uh, get uh, fortunate and say, you know, maybe Djokovic doesn't make the final. That would be his best shot. But I think uh, looking at it and looking at the form the big three are in, I think it's hard to see him do that. But you know, yeah, I mean it would be something to. if he makes that happen right It's so yeah so we accidentally put there yeah yeah so accidentally put by both of you it i think it will be one of the greatest grand slam probably the greatest grand slam wins in the modern era if that happens taking out the top 3 but that seems beyond him uh, but we'll just have to wait for that but the second quarter final today is rafael nadal with versus ki nishikori uh, has nishikori surprised every one of us reaching there or was he we potentially i think had him in the quarter final draw against nadal isn't it 
No, I think I had Medvedev there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. We thought mm-hmm. Medvedev would make it there, and I thought Pair would be the, my yeah second yeah. pick. I wasn't, uh, and he almost made it. But uh, yeah, he almost made it. Correct. Yeah, but, but Medvedev was my yeah the Serbian guy as well. Who was, uh, yeah, Dia was the other guy I had. So I was uh, not expecting uh, Nishikori to make it all the way, but which you know he has had a couple of high setters that he had on the way. So he's in a way fortunate enough to make it. But yeah, definitely. I mean, he was. We know. We knew he was. Uh, you know, uh, seeded enough to get there. But we had some questions. But definitely, he's answered them and he has made it there. But True. I think it stops there. I do not see him, especially with the scheduling and everything. It's hard to see him really go any. Yeah, further. and yeah, and we spoke about how the five setter is going to play the affect the players now right, going into right. the second week, the business end of the week, as I like to say right. that say it. So these yeah. are potentially uh, the matches today. Uh, Wawrinka yes. versus Federer on Su- Suzanne Lengen and. Lenglen and uh, Philip Chartier has uh, Nishikori versus Nadal. Moving on to Wednesday, moving on to tomorrow's lineup, Thiem versus Khachanov. And those are two yes. players we haven't spoken about. And the other player that we have to speak about is Alexander Zverev. So right. we start. So let's start off with Dominic Thiem. Potentially, um, can he go on and win the big one? Or what have you guys made of his uh, first four rounds then? Yeah. So, Thiem has been, yeah, I think, uh, definitely I thought, I mean, he was going to find it a little tough. But, uh, I mean, he did struggle initially, but I think he's, especially the last match against Moonfees, he was really playing some really good tennis. Mm. So, I think he's peaking at the right time. Mm. And we know he's, like, made the final last year. And he was in the semifinals last, the year before. So, that's... He keeps up the improvement. I think definitely he can go all the way. Yeah, and uh, he's got a got a big break with the Del Porto not making, you know, and Kachanov. So although Kachanov is obviously going to be a tough player to beat, I think he Thiem would prefer to play him and not Del Porto, and he got him. So, but uh, yeah, so I think Thiem is uh, got a. Uh, where he is a where he wants to be right now, and it's about him now keeping up that level of tennis for the next three rounds. So and, uh, it wouldn't hurt him if he, you know, maybe Zverev takes uh, Djokovic out. Yeah, so someone else takes out Nadal. So the top five players are in the quarterfinals, and um, uh, Rajke Monfield. The if you watch the Monfield game yesterday, mm-hmm. from four nil up, four love up in the first. We uh, came. We came back to five three, potentially a five four, in favor of uh, Team, and then he served out the set. It was almost that he we was running through the set, and then uh, Monfields came back. And Mon- Monfields came back in bits and parts that really didn't affect Team. But what have you made of Team's uh, tournament so far? So my take on Team is actually a little bit different from Prakash. I think Team has gone uh, the opposite way to Djokovic here. He's been a bit inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So predicting Thiem's future performances depend on what you think he's going to do. Is he going to maintain or is he going to lift his game? I think he has to lift his game. Uh, because if he plays like he has till now, including the way he played against Game of Face, 
uh, I don't think that he's going to make the final here. I think his 6-4-6-4-6-2 win may hmm. sound very impressive against Morpheus, hmm. but I think that has more to do with how Gale didn't exactly play the best he can. Hmm. And it's not a good matchup for Gail Morphis. He doesn't have a good record against TM. And Prakash did mention that uh, TM did not have to play Verdasco and Del Potro. And we mentioned last time that TM had 0-4 records against both of them. So I would have been very impressed if he had, uh, you know, if he had played Verdasco. And then he's not going to have to play Del Potro, actually. That's uh, that, that would have been the next round. So that those things are in, in his favor that he's avoided, uh, you know, his tough opponents. But it really comes to an end in the semi-final if he's got to play Djokovic. Um, with current form, I don't see TM beating Djokovic here. He has a chance, but I wouldn't have him as a favorite. No. Hmm. And even if he does that, remember, we talked about this last time. It's really tough to beat Djokovic and Nadal back-to-back. So yep. I don't see yep. him with the No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prakash, uh, let's go on to Alexander Zverev then. And uh, yeah. his, uh, his performances so far in the French Open. I think last night... He dropped a set against Fonini, the first yes. set, and then came back to win the the, the other three six two six two seven six on a tie break. Uh, yeah. Alexander Zverev uh, potentially reaching his first uh, Grand Slam then this Roland Garros or the other way. Ah, so he's got the toughest uh, possible way to do it if he has to get to the semi-final. You know, he's playing Djokovic next. Yeah, and. Uh, I think what helped uh, Zverev, I think we talked about this, and, you know, was he won uh, Geneva, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the week before, he took, I think, a last-minute wild card into that. And uh, he struggled there, but he had, he had like very good wins. And uh, he obviously started off uh, uh, with a five-setter here, right where he left off last uh, you know, French Open. Hmm. I think he played like three five setters last French Open before turning up in the quarterfinal very fatigued against Thiem. Hmm. And uh, that was his first uh, Grand Slam quarterfinal. And now he makes the second Grand Slam quarterfinal again on uh, clay at French Open. So, but I think he has uh, at least, the, now he's not as fatigued as he was last year. Yeah. But of course, the task is that much more tougher because it's Djokovic waiting there and not Thiem. So, correct. Uh, I would say, like, yeah, we, I think, even both me and uh, Raj Kamal, we picked uh, Fonini hmm. to get through this quarter yeah. and face uh, Djokovic. And uh, we were not sure, no, Alexander Zverev was going to uh, keep up uh, or defend his quarterfinal points, but he did that. So now, yeah, he has enjoyed some success against uh, Djokovic and. Uh, he has beaten him in some pretty big matches, mm-hmm. the, and including Clay. You know that's where he first announced his arrival. You know in 2017 Rome final, mm. he beat Djokovic in straight set, and of course, yeah, Djokovic was uh, nowhere near the form he is right now when they played that. But he also beat him last year uh, at the Master, the Year-End Championship final in uh, London. Mm. Was also in straight sets. Yeah, the World Tour final. So. Uh, he's got the, the wins and the potential, but yeah, he's going to really step it up big time if he is going to get this win. Yeah, I'm seeing the I'm seeing the uh, previous uh, tournaments he's played. He's won in Geneva, and uh, he made he lost to Berrettini in the the Madrid Open. 
in right. the round of 32 so alex zverev they're reaching there uh, like you said the last time he played three five setters this time he has two he all we almost <laughs> went to a fifth one last night but right. uh, there but the, their path to the final is very difficult knowing the fact that they have the best of best to play uh, so that's uh, that's about team that's about zverev and uh, focusing more on wednesday there uh kacharov kacharov has been um, uh, an impressive uh, addition there to the quarter finals i think a lot of us predicted del potro uh, or prakash predicted del potro to crash out in the first round yes But, i uh, would <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping my big nicholas jari who's a <laughs> finalist yeah, at geneva yeah, i yeah, think yeah. he would build on that yeah <laughs> But, <laughs> so uh, prakash ke all over to you then kacharov uh, the number 10 seed here making it through to the quarter final now faces dominic team what do you make of the quarter final lineup and how has he been in the first four rounds so this is a player that i like i mentioned last time about medvedev you know very uh, promising russian player and hatsnov is another one of those uh, his technique is a bit unconventional particularly his forehand it takes a bit of getting used to but this guy's got power of both wings of the forehand and the backhand and we saw that plenty today in the match against del potro um it went to four sets but i think it could even have been over in uh, three sets and del potro wasn't playing very badly at all mm-hmm. so i think hatsuno has excellent chances and i mentioned a while back that tm is not hit tm stop form so mm-hmm. hatsuno is definitely going to have chances uh, in that quarter final against tm and i think that's going to be the closest quarter final the toughest one to call at this point of time i think I'm inclined to pick Hatsuno over him but after that it really gets difficult if it's going to be Djokovic and Nadal hmm. but I do like his chances against him so far. Yeah so we've we've spoken about all these eight players and yeah, uh, how they yeah uh, Prashad. Yeah regarding Hatsuno right? Yeah. He's on a 10 match winning streak in Paris because he oh, won yes. the Paris Indoor. Yes 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 I I don't know that as well yeah. Trivia alert stat alert sorry stat alert Right. That alert is that Khachanov is on ten a uh, ten match win streak there. Yes. Right, and he won Paris indoors, beating Djokovic in the final. So it looks like uh, Paris seems to be. I mean, he won his first Masters in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Given uh, his game, and I, I particularly don't think you know this is best surface, the clay. <laughs> but you know, hey, he's there, right? I love and, uh, correct and I love yeah. the the matchup last night I mean you I, I, it was a Thor 1 versus Thor 2 both of them going <laughs> at it battle of oh, the battle man, of yeah. power <laughs> last night you exactly. know who can who can hit it more harder and yeah. uh, who can connect and Kachanov was and, all over Del Potro for a long period of time there right and, and this other thing is the old guy you know Kachanov yeah. he's forget about what he does in this tournament he's got plenty of time on his side and i think he's going to be one of the really good players there's going to be sitsipas there's going to be felix in the future there's going to be hatsunov there's verev so you know the big three are going to retire at some stage hopefully later than sooner but you know it's wonderful to see these promising talented youngsters showing up you know and hatsunov is someone i really like as i said the well like and um, so there's another yeah, thing that will help yeah. uh, kachanov yeah and i think to some extent wawrinka too is that it's uh, going to be the rest of the week right it's overcast and cold so i think this is going to play more like a slow hard court mm. and the movement to some extent right is not going to be as important i mean because you know you will not be able to slide so freely 
as you would be upon to on a dry day and mm. uh, power hitters like kachnow is going are going to be like had an advantage so but today is like i think it's a predicted high of like almost near 80 and mm-hmm. uh, but uh, kachnow plays tomorrow right yeah and uh, yeah he does i can see him yeah i'm seeing like a high of you know 60 fahrenheit and then <laughs> uh, yeah the whole week is like you know it's a uh, overcast i look at it friday is uh, they see the show rain and uh, high of 66 and sunday is the same you know rain potential rain and 66 so <clears throat> i think if the weather f- pattern holds hmm it's going to be yeah advantage uh, a little or definitely you know helpful to uh, guys who crush the ball like kachanov maybe team i would think and uh, you know stwarinka definitely would love this conditions so hmm. yeah that could play a factor too so so let's get straight to the quarter finals then and the two big ones coming up today involving federer and nadal federer versus wawrinka the first one and then the vishikori versus nadal i think we all have predicted what happens in the second one but um, what are your thoughts on the first one federer versus wawrinka rajke let's start with you this time okay so this so i mentioned that wawrinka i don't think that he's going to win the tournament but that's only because he has to play the big 3 back to back if you just look at this particular match uh, i have to favor federer he's playing really really well but i saw federer's press conference and then journalists were asking him about the 2015 match and federer was saying that uh, stan was playing unbelievably well then and as you say it's on the same court right so both players know how dangerous stan is when he peaks Right, and so mm-hmm. for what match he can do that. So I'm going to say it's still more likely to be Federer, but nowhere near as you know much easier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, okay. Prakash, anything? Yeah, do you add there on the quarterfinal Federer versus Wawrinka? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I am thinking. I had. I think I picked Federer to the semi-finals. Did I? So I think. Yeah. Uh, I think Federer beats uh, Wawrinka in. Maximum four sets. I don't think he'll lose more than a set. Hmm. Bold prediction yeah. from Prakash. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm thinking. Of course, Nadal is going to win in straight sets against Nishikori. Do you see a, do, do you guys do any of you see a bagel coming up for Nishikori? Seeing the end. Well, the, I the, would think so. <laughs> I'm worried that uh, he may not complete the match. The match. Yeah. yeah, that is another thing. Yeah, I'm not sure unless like you know. There's a good chance he might either withdraw or uh, you know, retire you know, after two sets because hmm. he has a lot of tennis and he's prone to injuries. So we'll have to wait and see if uh, Nishikori can dig deep and really. I think even winning one set yep. would be a re- great achievement. That would be a great achievement. Then yeah. Look, even before uh, this whole thing, we had Nadal Nishikori, and if they played each other, we had Nadal as the favorite. And now you have to think: here's a guy who's yeah. played two five setters in a row, hmm. and yeah. he's going to play three days in a row. I mean, yeah. so if we had Nadal as the overwhelming favorite before, now that's like almost certain, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much, I think. So we're going to get that uh, Federer uh, Nadal semi-final. I'm thinking. And yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> so all set, all set for that. But uh, right. talking about the second, uh, the second side of the other side of the draws, and we have Djokovic versus Zverev, and we have Thiem versus Hachanov. 
a quick prediction on those guys those two games match okay, so i'm going to say it's going to be djokovic and hatsuno winning here so it's going to be a djokovic hatsuno semi final i think i'm pretty much uh, agree with your hatsuno uh, prediction because i saw him play last night i'm quite impressed i have see, seen the paris final as well where he beat djokovic to win his first title and going by the looks of it and how he's performed this tournament i think it can be only onwards and upwards and like you said the age factor is on his side and there is plenty of time so here's a guy who is looking to break through get get a breakthrough in the major grand slams now in the in the grand slams so uh, prakash anything more to add on the quarter final lineups then the other two games uh, i think i'll stick with him i picked him to semi finals Hmm. and i think uh, yeah kachano definitely and uh, as i told you it's going to be conditions are going to help him a lot definitely you not know, tomorrow seems to be like the worst of the days i don't even know maybe they not, not may not get to complete the matches tomorrow i don't know hmm. how bad the rain has uh, forecast but looking at the weather i think as it is going to be tough for team i think but he's going to beat kachano and uh, i would pick a dioquish uh, team uh, semi final that's good so so guys we are everyone's uh, looking forward to federer versus nadal in the semi final and um rajkesh has hachanov versus jokovic prakash has team versus um jokovic which uh, which you have to keep an eye on because these are bold predictions but let's say uh, two of them make it to the final then after all you have predicted in the quarter finals uh, what potentially what do you see which which final being set up here uh, nadal versus jokovic federer versus jokovic or how so yeah. i mean in nadal federer semi final here you have to be a very brave person pick federer because <laughs> yeah. they, after all um, and we know about all the matchup issues but as prakash said it's going to be a wet and a damp week so nadal stop spin doesn't kick up as high and the weather is wet and damp so that's going to be a bit of an advantage for federer and last time the two played each other was uh, most people would think it's 2008 but actually it's not it's 2012 they played the final and federer played very well okay uh, 2011 2012 federer lost to jokovic in, in the semi final but yeah 2011 Same. final federer played very well okay you know people are going to say that federer now is 37 years old but we can't forget the nadal is 33 years old too right i mean the four year gap is always there yep. so now 37 against 33 now in terms of years and in 2011 federer was 29 and nadal was 25 hmm. right now <laughs> you think which of these is a bigger difference 25 year old playing a 29 year old or a 33 year old playing a 37 year old and i think the 25 29 difference was higher and in spite of that federer put up a great fight he got a set and on another day he could have won the match so i have to go with nadal because this is clay and because of his record but this is not a done deal federer is definitely going to have his chances and i can't see federer winning i can't hmm. see federer winning but i still predict nadal Prakash, we've uh, mentioned in the past that he has a five-love like record against Nadal now after his comeback. And uh, do you think he'll be looking to make less damage there in the quarterfinals and then move on to grass because he doesn't want to risk his season there? No. Or is or is it the other way around that this is a Roger Federer who has nothing to prove and he's just enjoying right. the tennis out there, the crowds getting behind him, and he's loving it out there? Right. I would think the you know the latter you know because hard to see him you know I don't think that's how they think the champions 
you know the, they would still think uh yeah i think i'm thinking he is going to give it his all and uh giving of course all like, subject to how physically he feels and everything looks like you know right now uh everything is good and so i think he's going to give it his all and as i said the conditions and you know, we discussed that are going to help him so he has a shot but as i said as rajke said i think yeah, we got to stick with nadal there he's the guy with the form you know with the record with the history everything on the surface and uh, let's hope you know we'll get a good match and i hope uh, yeah federer can uh, put up a fight and uh, yeah i think he will sure. but you know how uh, close that would be you know depends on the day let's see Do you yeah, think I think that, I would pick Nadal. Do you think that Wawrinka wins? The semi-final could be closer with Wawrinka playing Nadal or do you think a Federer Nadal semi-final would be more keenly yeah. contested? So see that can go both ways, right? With Wawrinka is like very unpredictable, you know. He's got like he could on his day, you know, obviously uh on the at least the backhand side, you know, he can handle uh things better than federer but then again no uh how reliable right like definitely is uh, done this uh, before giving you know uh, rafa a tough time but on clay right mm. i don't think he has troubled nadal as much as he would have liked you know he's uh, so i'm thinking yeah federer has a better chance against nadal when yeah, all things considered but uh, of course on his day wawrinka you know it all yeah, it's very unpredictable with wawrinka but this time i think yeah, i think i'll trust federer no first of all i pick him obviously to beat wawrinka but even so wawrinka beats federer i don't think he's going to do it in like straight sets like he did last time and that would again mean that uh, he's gone the distance what with sitsi pass right and dimitro was a tough three setter so uh yeah i don't see him uh, troubling uh, i think yeah i would say federer would trouble nadal more than uh, wawrinka and for the federer fans and even for the three of us let me throw in a scenario where i think federer's senses are going to be amplified it's a cold and damp day and federer starts off serving very well and you know somehow manages to take the first set and nadal doesn't have a chance to get into his rhythm because there are a lot of rain interruptions and the players keep going on and off you know in that kind of a situation if it's a rainy damp day with a lot of interruptions i think federer's chances go up because he just comes back and starts serving very well you know nadal needs time to settle into a rhythm and the more that rhythm is taken away from nadal the better it becomes for federer mm-hmm. so uh, a great discussion then on the first four round has been a, a, a very good french open we can all agree to that the the, the grand slam ends uh, this sunday and we'll have all our eyes on the the final Uh, i hope every one of you listening has enjoyed episode 2 we are now available on the google and apple podcast as well google podcast this week uh, we we had a bit of a delayed uh, <clears throat> response from google there but anyway we are on it now and you can uh, see the link at roger lever <laughs> who will be tweeting out both the episodes now so um, anything that you guys would like to add to end the episode here on the tennis galaxy podcast Well I just like to say that this has been a very memorable French Open you know the past few years sometimes uh, you could say it's been 
few incidents in the French Open and the winner is almost a given because Nadal has been so dominant. Uh, but even we haven't had as many great matches as we've had uh, this uh, time. You know, the, the Wawrinka Tsitsipas match was one for the ages. So if that's been the case so far, things are only going to become better in the second week. So I'd urge our listeners to make sure that they watch these wonderful matchups in the quarterfinal and potentially the semifinals as well. Mm -hmm. True. True. And uh, that, that brings us to the end of the podcast or of, on episode two of the Tennis Galaxy podcast. Like I said, uh, keep an eye out on all the platforms we are available on and uh, apologies for the delay. But it's been wonderful talking to these two maestros and uh, I have had, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed episode two as well. We just go on and get better in the, the coming episodes and uh, we will be putting out one episode a week, hopefully uh, going out. We, we can't do a podcast every day, seeing the, the schedule and uh, the matchups, you know, because then... Uh, the data might prove insufficient or we'll have to uh, use star ha star marks there saying that, you know, conditions apply if so-and-so player plays so-and-so. So now... No, look, we... our scheduling is better than Roland Garros. We don't schedule every day, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, if, yeah, if the listener... If we can just get this to uh, the, the organizers then and <laughs> make, them listen to, make them listen to this. No roof and uh, nothing and uh, the players suffer there and potentially good matchups get destroyed because the other exactly. player is fatigued. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Raj has been savage as usual and uh, Prakash has been uh, top as usual. Um, anything that you would uh, like to ask us, do drop in your questions. We'll uh, share a link below later on. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. We'll be back after the French Open final, the Roland Garros final, to discuss all the happenings and to see if our predictions went right or wrong to weigh in those. Here's your host Prasad signing out with Rajke and Prakash. Bye, Hi, guys. Prasad, thank you.